Welcome that. to Drunk Valorant episode number one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear what you said. And then we both were saying it at the same time. So, Oh, man. Well, that's staying in the recording. Welcome to Drunk Valorant episode 109. Um, I'm quite confident I know exactly what beer Chase is drinking. Okay, well, the reason you know what um, I'm drinking is because a couple of days ago I said, hey, I got a beer for podcast, and cast, I don't want you to get the same beer. And uh, he came back from the liquor store today. Like, I didn't I didn't tell him what the beer was because I wanted to keep it a secret for the podcast. Um, but I knew that it's something that most likely cast would see in the liquor store and go, I want that for the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, I, when I bought it, I had to, like, preface. But... You know, he came back and he said, I think I have the same beer as you. <laughs> there was nothing else interesting at the liquor store, and I saw one now, thing. This would be hilarious like, if it's not. It'll yeah, be this would be really, really beer. funny if it's not the same mm. beer. But I digress. I'm pretty sure I know what Chase is drinking. Therefore, Hunter, what are you drinking? Yeah, so, you know, last week I went and had a beer that you guys would definitely like. This time I'm popping open one that you guys definitely would not. This is the <laughs> Nepenthe. I haven't forgot about them. Don't worry. It's been a while, but we back on it now. This is the uh, Nepenthe Aphotic Ruin, a chocolate hazelnut imperial stout. Oh, God. Now, I will <laughs> <laughs> Now I will preface this by saying that I was somewhat baited uh, at the liquor store because I, I saw this on the shelf. And as you can see, where it says chocolate hazelnut imperial stout at the bottom, at the bottom that's a lot of words, right? So the way the can that I was looking at was rotated, I just saw chocolate hazelnut imperial. And so I was like, oh, I'm used to those being stouts. (laughs) That's cool that there's like a, you know, that flavor is in like an ale or something instead. So I bought it thinking it wasn't a stout. And then when I got it home, I was like, oh. Uh, But that being said, uh, the stout flavor is, it tends to go well with, you know, very uh, deep, nutty flavors. And so it's basically a, you know, Nutella stout, which is still quite tasty. Very heavy, kind of hard to drink very fast, but I'm enjoying it. Now, I guess like they do like Imperial IPAs or like an Imperial Ale, but that means that it's drawing flavors from a stout usually because Imperial is kind of, you know, known as or associated with stout flavoring. Am I wrong? Well, what you're saying sounds very fancy, but I'm pretty sure last time I looked it up, Imperial is just a fancy word for double. Ah, well, let's see. When that? I see Imperial, I think Stout. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So here's it says the term Imperial simply refers to a big beer, both in terms of flavor and alcohol. The term is used interchangeably with double and strong to refer to any kind of beer brewed with an extra dose of grains and hops to pr- produce a higher ABV. So I guess calling your call, using Imperial versus double emphasizes that the flavor is strong in addition to the alcohol, whereas the double could just mean it's a, you know, a light tasting beer, but with double the, you know, hops. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. So I, I, you're closer to the truth than I thought. Yeah. I, I mean, you, but you were also very right. I, I feel like it now, when you said that, I remember you looking that up previously, maybe probably on podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds about uh, I mean, right. I mean, speaking of double, um, I have a Fieldhouse Anniversary Edition Double Dark Sour. Um, <laughs> now, Cass, yeah. is that what you're drinking? 
Tis indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Double dark sour. Interesting. So, so like... the dark sour is a is a beer that we've had from Fieldhouse on the podcast plenty of times. It is a ten percent delicious sour that tastes like juice. Um. Now the double dark sour comes in at a nice eleven and a half percent. So still a very strong beer, but basing it on the ten percent of the normal dark sour, hardly um, a double. Wait, hardly. I mean, it's stronger. But according yeah. to the guy at the liquor store, I, I picked this up and he went, "Oh, those are so good." And I was like, "Okay, like I've had the the dark sour, but you know, I'm definitely going to try this." And he's like, "Yeah, it might not be double like in alcohol percentage because the other one was so strong, but like you really taste it." So I haven't actually even opened this beer yet, um, but will I actually taste it? That's the question. It tastes like a dark sour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, I'm sure I could tell a difference if you gave me a blind taste test. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'd be able to pick one out from the other, but it's pretty similar. It's very similar. I would say it might be heavier on the fruit flavor. Hmm. Yeah. Like, maybe they just doubled the amount of, like, blackberries they put in here because I'm really getting blackberry flavor. Nothing wrong with that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it is really good. And it's, you know, very high in alcohol. This is basically wine. Like, this is a light wine. It's yeah. visually darker than the standard sour. Yes, definitely. It, it definitely visually darker. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm very glad that, uh, <laughs> that Cassie is drinking the same beer. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not glad because I wanted him to not know what I was drinking, but, uh, well, it's, I, I went to the liquor store, right. And I'm looking around and I'm like, no, had that, had that, had that, had that. Like I'm looking over at IPAs and stuff and I'm like, eh, okay. The ones that I haven't had here aren't, aren't interesting. Like, they're not really what I'm looking for. Um, and I'm looking over, and I'm like, wait a sec. That can looks familiar, but, like, something's slightly off about it. Um, and I'm like, ooh, double dark sour. And then I was like, ah, oh, shit, this is a beer Chase has, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great Yeah. One. And so I got four of them. Uh, I only bought two, but I've I've been waiting all week because I really wanted to drink one of them before, but I wanted to try it first on the podcast, so I've been waiting till now, and yeah. now I can... This is not... It, I'm, I took a two sip so far. It's not a beer you can have two of back-to-back. I might. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not one that would be easy to. Yeah, like, it is, uh, it is very, like, strong in flavor. Yeah. Them's fighting words, Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, sure are. Yeah, it was literally the only thing of any amount of interest in the liquor store. That was, you know, beer. I feel yeah. like... Now, this might just have to do with the fact that I don't look in these two fridges very often, but, like, I feel like they get a bunch of, like, out of there, odd, like, loggers and pilsners and, like, hefeweizens and stuff like that. I feel like they go, like, maybe they just go through more of those because more people buy those and therefore they just rotate through them faster but um i feel like every time i go in like there's a cool looking can for like a lager or a pilsner or something and i'm just like well i'm not buying that but like at least they're going through different products and like some of them sounded like they'd be quite good if that's the style of beer you like 
Um, it's just I'm not about to pay five dollars for a tall boy of a pilsner. Like, yeah, like not... the, it it kind of surprises me because I mean I like lagers and pilsners. Like if I'm just doing a normal drinking day, like I am, I will crush some light beer. Um, I have never understood craft light beer. I'm with you there. Be- yeah, because it doesn't like the um, the difference in flavor doesn't. It's not that big to me. Like and, and maybe that's the same way as like mm. oh if, if those people who like those try a heavy beer they all taste like an IPA like they all taste like shit to them you know and I just I'm, haven't had enough to understand the nuance in a lighter flavored beer but because it's lighter like I just don't have the like differentiation between ones whereas like with a heavy beer there can be big like differences in like hop and flavor and yeah whatever else mm-hmm. right. I know when it comes to like those lighter beers, so, like what was that? Um, like the Russell Brewing Craft Lager that we had mm-hmm. like uh, a flat of. Yeah, like those are those are actually pretty solid. And like for reference, the Parallel Forty Nine Lager, I fucking hate. Red so, Truck like, Lager. Uh, well, that one my image of is tainted by drinking them out of warm kegs at ski and board parties, <laughs> of which I'm drinking. Well, yeah, that that's that's like kind 20. of it too. But yeah. Um, so, like, maybe if I got, like, a fresh pour at, like, a bar of a red truck lager, I'd be like, eh, instead of, ugh, this is awful. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, like, I could definitely tell the difference between, like, mostly just because I don't really like lagers, but, like, you know, free beer, cold beer, my beer. Um, yeah. Like, anytime I get beer, typically from work, it's going to be lagers and pilsners and stuff. Um Especially if, like, one of the members is dropping off, like, a 24-pack for the back shop. Um, you can't really get a 24-pack of good beer, to my knowledge. Perhaps that's different in the States. Yeah, um, not here. Like, may- maybe, like, we were talking about Sierra Nevada a lot earlier today. You can probably get those in larger packs, but that's not something that's available. Even then, like, the hazy, hazy little thing. Yeah. Like, the juicy hazy little thing is quite good. Um, I, like I like these little thing too, but, but like yeah, I'm sure like you, you might be able well. to get a 12 pack of that, but maybe not a like a two four or a thirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't even think I've seen them in twelves. Like last time I was in Montana, like I bought like they had a limited edition hazy IPA version of the hazy. Well, there, there you go. Thing. Huh? You, it's the limited edition version. No wonder it's not in a twelve pack. Yeah, okay, but I'm saying, like, I bought a bunch of regular ones, and I bought the ones that were the limited edition ones, mm-hmm. and, like, they were all just in the standard six-pack thing. Like, there there were no 12s, really, yeah. of that. Um, yeah, you kind of, Maybe if you go to a big liquor store, you can find it. But. Yeah. You mentioning lighter beer made me kind of want to pop one of these out of my fridge, and it's a good alternation from my heavier thing, so I, I popped a little Stella Artois. Which is my... Do not like Stellas. I love Stellas. They're, they're I, my go-to I don't mind Stella. Beer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, yeah Stella, Stella's a pretty decent beer. So I got like right before I went out to uh, Nelson for Christmas, uh, I received uh, a variety pack from one of the members. Uh, or well, to be more accurate, one of the members dropped off a fuck ton of alcohol in the back shop and was like, "Hey, this is for everyone." And I was kind of the only person there along with Clay, but Clay doesn't drink. 
So Clay's like, you should just take these all home. Like, maybe leave a six-pack for Bodie or something. Um, and so, like, I brought a bunch of them home with me. And amongst them, or amongst those beers, I had, like, a six-pack of some arbitrary Pilsner I couldn't tell you the name of, a six-pack of some Coronas, and then a six-pack of the Stellas. And towards the end, like, obviously I'm not going to the store and buying beer when I have, like, 24 of them in my fridge. I really, like, did not like reaching for the Stellas. Hmm. I was just like, oh, these are so much worse than the other ones. I really don't like that flavor. I don't know what it is about it, but... Okay, some Valorant things. Um, Patch 8.02 dropped. Um... What's in that? All right, good discussion on patch 8.02. Moving on here. (laughs) Yeah, quite literally, there is nothing. Um, Viper's Poison Cloud Grenade got an art update. Ooh. Okay, okay. We literally just played Premiere, and I was not aware of this patch, so it was clearly not anything important. Yeah, even much more controversial, though, than the art update uh, update for the uh, uh, cloud is that Viper's unique shorty, the snake bite, got a complete overhaul. It's really? totally different vibes now. Before it was, like, very simple with, like, just basically uh, imagine a shorty, but with bright green barrels. Now the green is, like, a much more, like, for lack of a better word, yucky green. <laughs> and there's some additional, like styling around mm. it. I personally like the old one a lot more, even though the new one is a lot more, like, high detail. It's called the... Oh, um, I see. Yeah. I just pulled up a picture. Um, I'm, I'm pulling up a picture, too. I don't... Okay. I think it's cooler now. I think it's cooler now as well. It's still not great. Like, it, 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 was, it, it was just, like, two tubes of, of green, yeah. and they were, like, kind of flat... And not like dynamic at all. Like this actually has some, like there's some little animation kind of like waves in the middle. Like this is definitely, it it's become one of the better skin from from I think was the worst skin. One of the worst skins. Sage's classic might be up there for the worst. Oh yeah, yeah. uh, agent skins. Uh, But I think this is actually one of the better ones now. Yeah, I, really I, like I will fully retract my previous statement because I had only seen the pictures, whereas just now I found a video and seeing how like the gas like moves a bit makes it so much. Cooler. Oh, okay. If it moves, then that's cool. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it moves depending on like the angle you view it at, meaning it's not like totally mm-hmm. 2d. It also seems like it moves very slightly when it's still from this video that I'm watching. Oh yeah. 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 I see that too. That like, that's the most animated. I think any agent contract skin is. Um, Fades has, like, pulses and stuff. Oh, yeah, Fades is pretty cool. I think I use Fades shorty because I don't have another one. I mean, I I have, like, a few shorties. Like, I don't have an actual skin for shorty, like, a a good, like, animated skin. So I rotate through a bunch of, like, the uh, agent contract ones. Hmm. So I think I have Fades on there. Maybe it's not a bunch, but it's a bunch of free ones. Like, I have, like, the um, Amazon Prime one that was pretty good from a while ago. The Amazon Prime one's quite good. It's very similar to Fades, but cooler. Well, it's got, like, the topography map on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. But I have a few that I go through, because that's just one of the skins I don't actually have a skin for. But yeah, I don't know, like... 
I I kind of get why they don't want to have super dope free skins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, it's a fucking shorty skin, man. I know, like, I like I I I get it. It doesn't like, need a finisher and sounds, but like you know, give me like I I actually quite like this. I th- I think this is a very good yeah. direction to be going and to like them showing that. Oh, hey, we'll actually update one from one of I thought the previous one was the most disgusting skin. Other I than I, Sage's, I, I still liked it more than Killjoy's. Killjoy's alts. Kill, Killjoy's is not great, but it was way better, I think, than the Viper one. I don't know. Eh. I know. I, I I think there's like such a high potential to have like really really cool shit with like the agent skins, you know. Um, and I get that they're like I get that they're still trying to sell skins to people. And they don't want to give away something that people are like, yo, this is insane. Um, but I think it'd be kind of cool if there were like little, almost like Easter eggs, if you're playing with the agent that that skin belongs to. That would right? be cool. Yeah, like, like if, if you have that agent equipped on, or that skin equipped on that agent, then yeah. there's like a special I really like, like animation that. for yeah. it. And, mm-hmm. and that also makes it such that, you know, you're less likely to be like, oh, I don't need to buy a shorty skin because I have, you know, this skin. Unless you're just a hardcore main of that agent. But I feel like most yeah. people who play the game either main multiple agents or go through phases. They, I don't know that I've met anyone who has said like, oh, well, since I got into the game, I've only ever played one agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for example, you know, I'm thinking like Jet Sheriff. Like, could have some like wind animations and stuff which would be really cool just like kind of like yeah when stuff going on with the gun or like when you fire the bullet like the tracer looks like a jet stream or something um yeah some little easter egg or like you know not even a cloaked easter egg yeah like uh like some benefit to using that on the the agent that it's like that makes a ton of sense to me and you don't Mm -hmm. make them good enough to be like to compete with any of your like higher tier skin lines. Yeah. But you give you give it a little something. Mm-hmm. I mean still at some point like like okay, it's it's phenomenal that they released the um uh the like skin randomizer thing. Oh yeah. Like that's great. But I still think they need to take it like one step further and like allow you to set like hey, when I play this agent, I want this skin. Yeah, I feel like that could come eventually because they yeah. eventually came out with the agent profiles for keybinds, which I think yeah. is way more important, obviously, oh, than what skins you're using on yeah, that agent. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, I won't change because I ninety nine percent of the play play percent of the time play Brim, um, and also like I I don't really care about whether my skins match my character model, but I'm sure there are a fuck ton of people that do care. I would care. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, okay, think about it this way. Like, I have... um, I have the Reaver Vandal, right? It's as it's part of my random rotation. Actually, for Premiere, I take it off random rotation and put it on Reaver Vandal. Hmm. Um, but when I'm not in Premiere, I have it on as just part of my rotation. Uh, however, if I ever pick Omen in a game and I end up with not the Reaver Vandal, I'm just sitting there just being like, yo, 
the fuck riot. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Reaver yeah. and Omen seem to go together really well. Right, and, like, there's some other ones, too, that, like, admittedly, I don't own, or, like, I either don't own all of these skins, or I use them anyway, so, like, it's not a big deal, but, like, when I'm playing Cypher, it's like, of course I want the Neo Frontier skin line. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, like, for Marshall, I have it on by default. Uh, Phantom is currently on rotation, but sometimes when I'm not... If I get the Prime Phantom too many times in a row, then I take it off rotation and just put it on whatever I'm feeling. But I like the Prime. Okay, it's one of those things. You guys ever have that friend that you like on occasions? Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, everyone has that friend. Yeah, just like, great guy. Can't hang out with you all the time. Mm-hmm. That's That's the Prime Phantom for me. I forgot that you Love had the Prime skin. Phantom. I just feel like you haven't used it in so long. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, be- like... it's because that was his first love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now it's the X you keep up uh, with occasionally. Was... <laughs> yeah, it's the X that he's c- kind of like, you know, hits up for the sneaky link. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cast a couple of beers deep <laughs> late at night playing Valorant. <laughs> he's like, I could, I could do a Prime Phantom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my first. The first skin I. It was Prime Phantom. No, that was your. That was your. Which no, pop? it wasn't the first skin you ever got. But I'm saying that oh. was the initial. That was the the first love. Uh not okay. I think that was just like one of those ones that like back in the day was so hyped up that like I wanted it every time I could get it. Well, yeah, it, I remember um, it specifically being a meme that you would go for the skin. Oh over yeah, the yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, Prime Phantom, really? No, oh, for Phantom. Prime Vandal. Oh, Prime, Prime Vandal. Vandal. Oh, oh yeah, well, yeah. Like, Prime, okay. Prime Phantom was like later, but. Yeah, Prime Vandal was... I, I was thinking Prime Vandal in my head when I initially brought uh, this topic up. Well, yeah, because... I, I own it now, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever, like... It, it was never the, oh my god, this is insane. Like, I want yeah. this all the fucking time. And, like, I feel like I didn't have that until I found Glitch Pop Vandal. And I was like, holy fuck, this is, this is the best thing ever. Um, or, like, Ion Ot. Like, those two were the holy fucking shit. This is the holy grail. Um, yeah, I found that with RGX Vandal, which is obviously the skin that made me start playing Vandal in, like, the first place. And then now I am fall, I've fallen off, and I would rather I get the Origin or the uh, Ion, which are both in the rotation with it. Okay, unpopular opinion. I like green ion. Yeah, it's a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. White ion is the only way to go. I ha- I hate, like, I yeah. will not pick up an ion vandal if it's the other color, right? I'd rather have default. The blue one is horrendous. Tony had that and he tossed it to me because he saved the gun in that premiere game. It's such a bright yeah. blue. Going into last round and he's like, oh, hey, Cass, like, you should have the vandal. I'm not hitting shots right now. And I gave him my marshal and took that. Um, and, oh my god, the blue one is horrendous. Blue one's really bad. What's the other one? Yellow? Yeah. I don't really, like the yellow. I don't really fuck with that one. The the green one, I think, is sneakily good. I think they're not terrible, but the white is just so much better that I can't justify going for any other colorway. Yeah, with the with the blue orb as well, it just goes... It's, it goes it so really well. Goes. Mm-hmm. But also, that is literally the color of my entire PC setup. Like white and light blue. Oh, okay, yeah, right. And so I, I am just like I love that color yeah. colorway, 
like that is my keyboard, all of my RGB, my computer case, my headset. But like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's oh I gonna... shoot. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the Ion co- the variants, I'm just really disappointed they didn't do what I mentioned on podcast before Ion 2.0 came out. So a while ago at this point, which I think would have been so sick is if they literally just had, you know, two variants, they had one, you know, which is exactly the, the white ion. And then the second variant is like corrupted ion. Like instead of being perfectly white, like it's, it's dirty, scratched up. Like the glass around the orb is like, you know, broken. And then like the orb will like flicker and, and act like erratic, maybe turn red even like when you're reloading. Like, I think that would be so Ooh, cool. That would be sick. Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> like, a black and red ion could be kind of dope, too. Black and red, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, But, like... Well, Give me a okay. black and pink skin. Give me a black skin oh, with pink yeah. accents. Please. I, I, yeah. I was just thinking about that earlier today when I was bitching about... um, Maybe it was yesterday when I was bitching about uh, RGX. Because I run it... I run RGX on my Guardian. And my frenzy skin is. I also have the RGX, but I set that to random, mm-hmm. and I have that on the orange variant, like the orange yellow variant. Yeah. And so when I get that, I like that default. What you get, mm-hmm. um, but I have the, I have the guardian on the on the black variant, and I fucking hate the blue. And I only like the yellow if I'm playing chamber, and I hate the white. It's like, I'm really going for purple here. But I was like, if they had pink in there, that would be fucking dope. And I could alternate between, like, I just have to flip through until I get either pink or pink purple. Or yeah. purple. Um, and I'd be like, yo, this is sick. But True, except I like the blue, so that's I always keep it. I, I never go off of blue. Yeah, I, I don't like the blue. Also, it's funny that you say that with, like, the Vandal, because, like, I own that Vandal. It's the one, like, animated Vandal I don't have in my rotation, typically. Yeah, I know I you don't like it at all. I hate that yeah. skin for the Vandal. Yeah, you. I know you hate it. I, I I still like it. I just don't like it as much as I initially did. And I still have, I have some fucking good Phantom skins that I just never use. Mm-hmm. RGX Phantom is kind of fucking sick. The sound on the RGX Phantom is awesome. Yeah, the RGX Phantom's pretty good, but again, I have to flip through until I get the color I want. Yeah, you should just like the blue. Mm-hmm. Like the, the blue's not bad. It's just the purple goes so much harder. It's like why settle for blue when I know purple is in the rotation? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I the RGX skins are right up there with Glitch Pop 2.0 with for me with being skins that I thought were cool on release. And now I just really do not like at all specifically the RGX. I just feel like they feel like uh, early nineties laser tag guns. <laughs> like, like they just give cheap toy vibes is what I get from them at this point. But I, I get I had, that people like them. I had so much fun with that back in the day. Like oh, yeah. one of my buddy's birthdays, um, his parents came to the conclusion that it was, this exact same cost to take us all to go play laser tag um, to just buy six laser tag guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just bought six laser tag guns and 
he has like a massive that's fun foresty area around his house and we'd all just play laser tag in the uh in the woods and it was great that's uh, sick that specifically came up during covid because you know Cass and i lived together and we had five mm-hmm. roommates um and we were like what do we do here let's buy fucking laser tag guns and so then the problem was is we had too much time on our hands and so it became like a we're not just gonna buy like the classic you know laser tag off amazon guns we're gonna go for these like russian made shipped from russia specific laser tag guns that mimic real guns and you can <laughs> buy wild. like different kinds of them and like get full tactical gear like you could buy fucking grenades and like like fuck no it was way. insane How it, I never and then it, this? it became so out of hand that like when we actually did the math at the end um it was gonna be like four hundred dollars a person I don't think it was that extreme. I think it was like two, two. Oh wait, so you didn't actually buy them? You're considering? No, no, no. And yeah, it was it was sick. These these laser tag guns were dope, and they like you had to buy the vests that came with them, and they would like um, instead of like you know your bulky laser tag vest, it was like much sleeker, and it had sensors in more places so that like you it could tell where you got hit, and then you could do different like modes where that would mean different things, like you know. Uh, if you got hit in the arm, it was less than being hit in the head or or the body. Or you know, it, it got it got too complex though, yeah. and too expensive. So then I ended up just buying an airsoft gun, and then we shot airsoft guns in the backyard for like a month. Yeah. Much cheaper, much cheaper. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still spent two fifty or three hundred mm-hmm. on my airsoft gun. Because mm-hmm. I already owned well, not airsoft, but like I own a few BB guns, like the classic Daisy Rider, and then I've got a model M9 Beretta. Um. And so, like, I already had those, and I already paid way too much money for the M9 Beretta when I got that back in, like, first yeah. year. Um, and we, ha- we had no lack of beer cans to shoot. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm shocked. So, I, I, bought, I bought, like, an M5 replica full metal um, airsoft, and then we would, like, all just go in the backyard and shoot cans. Or... No? M- I mean... Which one's the full auto? Because mine's full auto. M4 is full auto. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's an M4. But what did you say? M1? I said M5. M5. Uh, honestly, I n- couldn't tell you what an M5 is. I'm pretty sure there's an MP5. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is not what Chase yeah, so you, you, you Okay, so then it's an M4. Probably. Yeah. yeah. The service rifle of the U.S. Army until very recently. Mm-hmm. Um, where were we? Oh, oh, yeah, oh I, I was still waiting to, to weigh yeah. in on the whole laser tag thing. That, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. The, why I was saying the 90s laser tag guns specifically is that uh, growing up, uh, all and I, um, from our premier team, uh, would often play with laser tag guns because his family was always big on going to yard sales. So they always had like a whole bunch of like cheap toys that were very old. So I'm speaking from experience that I'm talking about some very old guns. Um, and then eventually those were just all right. But then eventually I got, when I was like middle school, lower high school, some, uh, I believe they were Nerf brand. I believe Nerf made them, uh, really nice laser tag guns that were like, they weren't, they weren't the full vest. It was just the gun, but these things felt amazing because they had a, um, they had something that would like move when you would shoot. So there was a, a very, you know, considerable recoil feeling, 
not enough to you know make you actually not enough to throw you off your shooting but to feel like you're actually doing something and then they also had what i really really felt amazing was that when you needed to reload you press the you press this lever and something would actually pop out of the bottom and light up and you'd have to push it back in Oh, um, that's sick. Well, that, that, was the same, that was the same way my buddies worked. Nice. Yeah, nice. those are dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did your buddies have a vest or no? No, no, no. Oh, no. so they, they those might little... have been the same guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had a little radar on the top of the gun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah like that's that's the like gun. the older yeah. model of the of that gun. Because ah, yeah, okay. I I know from all having the older ones. Yeah. Um. So those those were were very cool. Um. Especially at night, but you could really see the them lighting up when you get a hit. And yeah, those are awesome. I, I have great memories mm-hmm. of using those. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. While we're on Valorant and also while we're on skins, there's a couple of small topics on skins because, you know, yeah. we really need to talk about skins more. Um, the one, people are demanding sk- it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's what the people want. Mm-hmm. Um, the new skin pack. Thoughts. It's cool. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's this tough that it's releasing right after Kuranami. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, That's yeah. a really hard pack to follow. I mean, but two people did not buy Kuranami here. Yes, but due to funding issues, not <laughs> yes. due to desire. Oh, yeah, but we don't I have mean, them in our inventory. I mean, Cass, I, I feel like you're you're spreading misinformation here. When there was a pack that followed Kuranami that. Uh, in most people's opinions, oh, yes. upstaged it as being, you know, the single best pack of all time, being the Emberclad uh, pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. What, what's yeah. the, uh, fuck, I, I had, I knew this when I wasn't tipsy. Um, what, what was the, Crimson what's the, Crim- oh, yes, yes, Crimson Beast. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. But yeah, Emberclad this was, is Crimson Beast, Crimson at, Beast home. at home. There we go. You're Emberson way ahead of me. Beast. Yeah, is because I've made the joke already to yeah. you guys, but that, <laughs> yeah. that was the joke I was trying to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tie, going back to the the zero thing though, it actually ties into something that I was thinking about when we were discussing Prime, which is that, um, in terms of the level of effects that these skins have, I would say they're fairly comparable to Prime. Obviously, the real selling point of Prime in terms of uniqueness is the unique reload, which this doesn't have. However, these do have a lot more going on on the gun uh, than Prime does. There's a lot of like little things that pop out, like they're almost ventilating it or something. Um, so while it doesn't have the unique thing, it does have... There's more going on with the animations than Prime has outside of the reload. Um, and so that kind of brings me to, to thinking, like, I wonder how many... Which skins would, you know, do better or do worse if they were actually released for the first time today, like prime and reaver are still, you know, there's obvious reasons why they're great skins, but I, I think it's I probably not a hot take to say that if prime and, and reaver came out today, the, they would not be nearly as highly regarded that I think a decent chunk of their valuation comes from them being, you know, the first really good oh. skins. Oh yeah. yeah. There, there's power creep in skin for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Massive power creep, but, but like, like Okay, there are certain Prime skins that are still fucking sick. Like, I mean, and Prime Vandal. Reaver, yeah. Prime Vandal, great. Prime Frenzy, which is the one that I own and use. <laughs> that is a hot that take one. to me. I, I really don't like Frenzy that skin. <laughs> is elite. Yes, yes. I love Prime Frenzy. It's, I, like, I have the Prime Frenzy. It's cheating. The tracers are way too good. 
Yeah, that that part I I don't really get, but I'll take your word for it. The 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 tracers are fucking goaded on that gun compared mm. to other frenzy skins. Um, I also don't buy the frenzy. Neither do I anymore. And it bothers me how often Chase buys the frenzy. I buy the frenzy all the time, which is weird Although- for me to say because I was an original frenzy lover. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. just it moved into being not the right gun for the situations I find myself in. And a lot of that had to do with chamber. Mm -hmm. I think in this current map pool, it's worse. Yeah, because you're throwing if you buy that on Breeze. I know Chase does sometimes. No. I've literally seen you buy it on Breeze. If I'm playing a site and I don't expect to ever have to rotate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah well that's any like, time you buy it yeah I don't think days. I really buy Frenzy on, on Breeze like I, I don't I and remember it's because I've tab. yeah like I distinctly remember hitting tab and running through my like this argument in my head of like do I tell Chase he's a fucking idiot for buying Frenzy right now Yeah, and, and then, I'm just like did you then see me sell and not buy a frenzy after that. I cannot <laughs> because because what it does happen to me where I buy a frenzy on breeze and I think what the fuck am I doing? That was muscle memory. And then no, it was like it was a few seconds before the round started. Okay. Like there there was technically I'm, I'm not time. saying it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm saying it doesn't normally happen. Okay. There there was technically enough time for you to evaluate your decision and switch over to buying either a ghost or armor or other util or whatever, right? But I just remember looking at it with like two seconds left on the clock, and I'm like, seriously? <laughs> um, I okay. So the, the uh, point of this was I have noticed myself um, changing a lot of my pistol round buys in this act, um, which is where it was always either frenzy or ghost, and most of the time frenzy. Um, it's become a lot of classic light. Dude, armor's goaded in pistol round. Yeah, it's... With the longer range fights, and especially as Brimstone, um, like, I can't buy Ghost 2 Smokes. Mm. Mm. But I can classic light 2 Smokes. Yeah. Yeah, you can classic And so light. that's a big thing. Yeah. You can classic light two smokes plus stim beacon as well, I believe. Ew. <laughs> uh, stim beacon and pistol is probably fine, but like yeah. unless your team is using No, if I your can't. team's Oh, okay. Let's say you could for a second. I feel like if your team's all buying into the like we buy light shields, we buy classics, we run it down, we have more health than they do, we put out comparable to arguably even better damage. Just if you account for right click capacity. Oh, you can, um, but sorry, I'm buying. Mo- I'm, I buy Molly. <laughs> oh, okay. right, yeah, you choose Molly or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you choose. But Stim I'm saying, Beacon. like, I think there's some value there. I think the problem <laughs> with Stim Beacon in pistol round is the ghost is already overcapped on fire rate. Right, right. You fire the ghost, or the ghost can be fired too fast for the gun's own good. Already. Which is why I am not very good with it. Yeah. Um, now, if you're up close and you just want to put shots down range, 
Like, sure, the extra fire rate could be great, but that's not really why you're buying a ghost. Um, and then the frenzy is you're just going to be out of ammo in a split second. Yeah, it's ammo count. Like, I don't yeah. like stim and, and pistol at all. Right. But if your team has classics and armor and you're just like, we're going to run it the fuck down and we're going to kill anybody on site with classics and armor. Like, I, I think the light buy or the, the light armor buy in pistol round is dramatically underrated. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with the consistency at which you see ghosts and you do not see sheriffs. Um, I know it's funny. There was a round earlier in Premiere where I dinked a Yoru for 105 with a ghost, instinctively 180'd because he, the Yoru walked straight through a smoke and I just assumed it was clone after I react, reactionarily shot it. And then it was actually the Yoru. And I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Why is he not dead? And then Chase just shoots him once in the toe with a frenzy and he dies. But like... That's it wasn't funny. the toe. It was... You grazed his foreskin. I mean, it was the first bullet out of my frenzy that hit him in the chest, so it it, it killed him, yeah. He's got a weird location for his foreskin. <laughs> That's what's going on. Hey, he he's packing. <laughs> and he's pitching a tent. It's fucking upright, Hunter. Yeah. Um, he's getting some ventilation in his uh, shirt. Yeah, but... Yeah, no, I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, And then it, it's happened to me a number of times in the last week on, like, Sages. I just forget that Sages buy armor in Pistol Round. I feel like default Sage buy is uh, armor wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's your 800 credits right there. And I dink Sages with a ghost. And then I just, like, don't keep shooting because... Because you expected it to be... I expect them to a, die. A kill. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if that is the Vault Sage buy, because I feel like slow orbs do have, perhaps, slightly more value on pistol than other rounds because of the tendency of teams to just unga bunga hard Well, rush. maybe on defense, but like... Oh, on defense, yeah, yeah. That, on that's attack, I feel like they definitely go light shields. That's fair. Um, also, it's fucking ranked. Who the fuck's buying utility for their team? Well, it does on defense. Definitely, it's probably slow, slow wall. Um, you just going full util, and as like sentinel or initiator, you probably are incentivized to go full util. Again, it's ranked. Who's buying util for their team? I mean, it's util for you, especially like slows. Nah, you buy the armor and you take the fight. Because mm, I I can see on like Sage specifically safe. defense, like it makes sense to go full util. Like breach makes sense on on defense to go full util. Um, well, I agree it makes sense, but also I don't play those agents. Yeah, I I don't think it fits in our starting lineup for Icebox because I know we were discussing it recently and I don't remember what we landed on. I just remember on me not landing on this, but I, I would definitely consider playing Sage on Icebox more, especially in Premiere. 
because I think that's potentially attractive and because I, uh, you know, I'm a hardcore Reyna main on Icebox and obviously I'm not going to be playing Reyna when Alex is on our team in Premier. Yeah, hopefully I'm gone. You said Sage is potentially attractive? <laughs> oh, I mean, Sage is, Sage is uh, you know, she's great. She's not potentially attractive <laughs> at all. <She's>, uh, <laughs> oh, you see that ponytail? My goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully I'm just gone and Icebox comes into I'm pretty sure we already worked but... out that you are gone. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. Because I have no interest in playing Ice. Like, Icebox might actually just become a perma-dodge for me. Which is going to make me very that, sad. Dude. Well, okay, we, we have played how many games on Icebox? Six. At least you, I've played six. You've I'm played six. six. Yeah, I'm, I, I think be, I'm all in might four. Be one in, I might be one in five, but that one has literally nothing to do with how I played. I'm one in... I, I, I definitely yeah. have not won a game on Icebox. I'm one in four on Icebox this act, and but I do have my highest ADR in ACS. Because my I do tend you're to do pretty well, Reina, and your your Reina is yeah, it, it does pretty well. But mm-hmm. it's too bad the rest of us fucking suck ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I might have to go back to cipher to chamber one tricking. Wild, because your cipher has been so good this act. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, but I have yet to not match slash team MVP on chamber. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, but you're only playing it on Lotus. Yes, I've only been playing Chamber on Lotus, and I insta-lock Chamber on Lotus. And I think we were pretty good at Lotus, because, one, specifically, I really like Lotus. Mm-hmm. I did um, not like Lotus much before this. No, but, but uh, you like playing the Chamber more than you dislike Lotus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like... But again, like, I, as of late, I brought this up to Hunter, like, I have not been missing off shots. Lightly. Yeah, you've been hitting some pretty crispy shots. And it's it's hard it's hard to justify bringing out the op on cipher. I can on attack very readily when we string together a couple rounds and I got the extra money, and I can just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy an op." Um, and I'm like, "Look, I was gonna go do my thing on attack anyway." And just try to search for my own picks and try to find my own timings. Like I'm just doing it with a gun that I feel really comfortable on, um, at almost any range that is not ideal Bucky range. Mm-hmm. Like ideal Bucky range is like the only range in which I don't really want hot. Um, yeah, because any closer than that, like I'm basically barrel stuffing you. I'll just pull the trigger and get the no scope. And anything longer than that, like, I feel totally fine with the op in, in close quarters. Um, but the... Like, yeah, it can be really nice on Cypher, on attack. To just be like, I'm going to buy an op, I'm going to work the map as I see fit, I'm going to try to catch up rotations, or go for an early pick, or, you know... I'm going to be on the opposite side of the map when Spike is down. It's happened a few times, but I typically get over there in time. I was I was just joking about the last round. Of no, I know. Game. In the last round of our premiere game, I clearly did not get over there in time. It's all um, good. It's all good. That round just kind of fell apart. It wasn't much yeah. to do. But uh, I typically get to where I need to be in time. Yeah. There are definitely rounds where, like, though on, on Cypher, especially on Split, when I, like, lurk through mid, um, it's like I might technically get the last kill in the round. Or maybe even the last two. But it's like my team was winning that round anyway. 
It's like I really had no impact there. Mm-hmm. Like on on the stat sheet, yeah, sure, it shows that I got two kills. Like, great, but like that's where your impact no kill percentage would not be very high. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and, and and I've been trying to look at that more when I go through games and stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, or even just like watching back clips, and obviously on clips that I recorded, like I'm clearly recording it because I did something. I was like, yo, that was dope. Um. But because my clipping software just by default just clips the last five minutes, often watch the previous round or two back, um, Wild. just to like see what else went. Yeah, on. I can't believe you haven't changed it from the default. Yeah, I just like can't be bothered to. Um, yeah, I guess nice. hard drive space is I one mean, of the things you have plenty of. Yes, it, it is also nice having the um, the leeway to be like, oh uh, shit, yeah, you know, two rounds that, ago yeah. that was dope. Um, or like, you know, that in its own was not sick, but the way in which I made use of what happened last round to then outplay the person in this round was sick. Right? Yeah. If that makes sense. It's like, oh, I used the previous round to bait you into thinking I was going to do something, and then I did something else. Yeah, and the, the combination context. of it yeah. is sick, yeah. And so then it's nice to just be like, ah, oh, I can clip both of those together. Um, See, I have mine at a minute and a half. Mm. And it is slightly too short in extreme cases. I think I have mine at two minutes currently, but it's easy to check. I can just see. Yeah, two minutes kind of seems like the most ideal. I don't think I'll change mine from a minute and a half because hard drive space is something I don't have plenty of. Um but like I get like oh two know, and a half is what ninety nine percent of my of like what I was looking for, and then in the very very rare cases, like there is a round that lasts so long, and then I don't clip it immediately. That that I I need more than the ninety seconds. Now I know the answer to this question, but how much time how much time is in a roundabout? I mean, more than 90 seconds, right? Yeah. What's your answer? Mm. Barrier drops. What does the clock read? Fuck, I have no idea. <laughs> is it is it 140 or is it 145? Huh. I don't remember. It's either 140 or 145, I'm pretty sure. 140. Yeah. 140. Clock reads 140. Let's say you plant at the last possible second. So 4.01 seconds left on the clock, you start planting, right? Yeah. The spike timer is 45 seconds. I feel like your clipping software should be able to cover that. A clip that lasts two and a half minutes is not a clip worth clipping. Well, I mean, part of this as well is just the fact that you guys don't ever edit your clips. So I mean, I... There's a lot more. Oh, I, I've made a significant improvement in which I've started naming my clips. Oh, I still don't do that. Nice. I I probably haven't for the last, like, ten that I've done. But, like, there will be times where I'll go through and I'll actually name the clips of, like, map and what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be, like, Lotus 3K or wh- whatever. Um, so that at least I can go back and find the clip that I'm looking for. But... It takes so fucking long to edit a clip. 
Yeah, okay. Hey, think about it this way, okay? I'm lurking with an op on the other side of the map. The rest of my team is geared up to go away. I don't have to think about that that hard. That happens all the time. It happens <laughs> yeah. all the time, right? <laughs> Barrier drops. I hit a sick shot on the enemy jet who peaked barrier off drop. Yeah. My team gets immediately 4K'd by a Razal. I am now in a a one... And let's say that that Razal kills my team the instant before I hit the shot on jet. So I am in a 1v5 with 100... Or sorry, 1 minute and 39 seconds left on the clock. I kill that jet. I know I'll have to rotate over with an op, grab spike. I do. Let's say I get it down with, Z, like, 4.01 seconds on the clock. And then I end up playing Ring Around the Rosie for time and get the 1v5 ace. Be kind of nice if your clipping software would cover all that, wouldn't it? No. Because <laughs> it's such a long clip that it's never being used for anything. That's, like, I might show it to you guys once. But, uh, which is the majority of what we do with our clips anyway. Yeah, that's the only thing I do with my clips anyway. <laughs> but, like, I'll show it to you guys once. But I could also just tell you that happened. Well, if you're thinking about it from, you know, my perspective as someone who very rarely <laughs> makes videos with the clips, I still want to do a best of 2023 video. Uh, maybe that'll happen. Um, anyway. But that clip that's two minutes long is not going to be in there. Well, it, and well, even if well, you edit it down is... to each kill, like, it's so much jumping around, it's not a great clip. I think that the best clips are something that happens within 20 seconds, 10 seconds. Well, I, I feel like in the case that Cass described, which is, you know, the, an incredibly rare case, but where you get the, the ace with the op because you got the one initial kill and then you got a 4K at, towards the end of the round. Um, I feel like you do want to see all of those kills. And hopefully you would just like, you know, have a big jump between the first and then the last ones. And the last ones are probably going to be much closer together. Yeah, like, it, it'd be weird if I see a clip that has three or four kills in it, and then the ace pops up at the end. Yeah, that's that's not ideal. I'd be like, well, what the fuck happened beforehand? Yeah. yeah. It's it's the inverse um, of the classic Valorant moment of also, the 4K, and then I aced. <laughs> how the fuck are you getting a clip in which you 1v5 the other team, and it happens in 15 or 20 seconds? That requires the other team to throw so fucking hard. Which you see oh. on Reddit a decent bit, but that's, you know, yes, obviously... Yes, but it requires the other team right. to throw. Yeah. Okay, but it's most of the time happening within a minute and a half. Yeah, you're right. The very, 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 very vast majority of the time. You if also you're play for time a lot. Yeah. This is true. Chase play for, uh, Chase post-plant uh, Robinson, as he's known. Or play it's for like, ult, depending on, you know, how you want to look at it. I don't know. It'd be nice to have a uh, thing is in, old, in like old plus lineup cl clips. Like I'm often oh God, not I would getting never an ace. That. I'm yeah. Never clip a, a lineup kill. Old, old plus lineup can be sick. Yeah, I mean, if if it's a one v three that you pull off with it, I think that I think that's clip worthy. It it, it needs a couple of good kills in there as well, like good yeah. shots. If if you one v five with alt plus lineup, like. I would I would hit the record or the clip button. Mm. Not gonna lie, I would do it. Yeah. And I would tell you guys that it would happen or that it had happened and I would show you the clip 
and then it would get fucking buried. <laughs> and it would never see the light of day again. Because something happened that got me to the point where I ended up winning with alt plus lineup that I'm not very proud of. I mean, I'm just saying Bloody. that like you might think that, but also Perry has 100,000 subscribers with only clips of that. Wow. Yes, but that's kind of what he does. But it is what he does. And that's what yeah. Jess does. <laughs> and I'm saying that's not what I do. It's also right. not like... He's got a lineup from, like, literally anywhere on the map. I could be like, yo, I planted default. You end up here. Get a molly on the spike. And he'd be like, got you. No problem. Yeah, but he, has, I planted, he has so many lineups. Yeah, I planted fucking default B-site ascent. You lurk through a heaven. They just tap spike. Like, no problem. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's cool about his videos. Well, he's also radiant, and I'm gold. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know, it's like, it's one of those things that, like, I now, on Ascent in particular, on defense at least, I have a one-way for, like, literally every single avenue that they could come from. And it's like, but how often am I going to use those? Right? I'm like, I know that one-way split for, like, heaven. It's like the inverted one way. Like, I have yet to use that in a game. Like, it hasn't come up. Like, I have the one way, mm. like, the post plant one way on Breeze, on A site, that mm. I haven't had a chance to use. Like, it just hasn't come up in game. The B site one has come up once. Um, that one's a much harder one way to throw. Yeah, I mean, as you know now, so, because you have lineups for one-ways and mm -hmm. for other, like, Cypher things, uh, if you don't use them in-game often, you forget them. So, like, there have been, like, four Premier games that I have learned a ton of lineups. And in that game, you know, it may have come up. I may have used it just because I've just learned it. Um, but then it doesn't come up in, like, my ranked games or whatever for a while. And then I forget the lineup. I go, oh, this would be really useful right now. Fuck, I have no idea what this lineup is. Mm, I'm usually... I'm usually pretty good with my lineups. Says the guy who last week was like, I forget this lineup, I don't know, uh, I yeah, can't yeah, get yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. lineup. And I said usually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was the sunset one, which I had to relearn today. Yeah. Um, and holy fuck, how did I forget that one? It's the easiest of all. Like literally, it's the easiest cipher lineup that I that I know. Yeah, you are you are better because like there was a time where we labbed out some lineups for me, and then yeah. in like not in that next game, but like a while later, mm -hmm. I was looking for the lineup and I was like, "Fuck, I don't really remember it." And you just told me what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't even your lineup; it was yeah, mine. Yeah, I don't even play it. <laughs> I know the lineup. <laughs> oh. I thought it was so funny how, like, you were in the custom game just trying to figure out what worked. And, like, you were just, like, firing mollies off and then and then ghosting towards bomb was big. Oh, no, no, that didn't go quite far enough. Okay, hold on, let me figure something else out for this. Yeah, um, I, like, lab that shit out. In, instead yeah, yeah. of, I mean, yeah, you Googled, I Googled it in, like, 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. But there's a TikTok video which covers every fucking brim lineup on Split in about 20 seconds. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and that was very useful. 
But I, what I found is that a lot of Brim lineup videos are too convoluted and they're not from where I want to throw them. And so I've started just like going in and finding my own lineups. And it takes me longer than like searching them up and mm-hmm. like trying to learn that lineup. But I, it is from where I want. And I, since I've learned it myself, I am more likely to remember it. It's like, it's not a, a lineup that I've like looked up and been like, oh, okay, like I just fire here. It is something I've labbed out. And so then I kind of like remember that when I'm firing the lineup. Yeah. And I think, oh, I know this one didn't work. But like, if I slightly forget, mm-hmm. like I can, I can think through, oh, this is what worked. And that, that just helps me remember the lineup a lot more. Right. Like I have several safer lineups that for one way cages that I've come up with myself. And they're often so convoluted because they're based off my own crosshair. Which also, for reference, I fucking hate crosshair lineup um, stuff. Because I looked up some for Cypher and they're just like, yeah, you just look over here, you line up your crosshair with this. And I'm like, I have a different crosshair, motherfucker. Yeah. I line my crosshair up with that and it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Um, so I hate the crosshair ones. I like simple UI ones more. Or just a, you put the center of your crosshair, whatever your crosshair is, you put the center right here. Right, right. And, like, that's totally fine because the center of your crosshair for everybody is going to be the same unless you're playing with one of those weird vagina-y ones. In which case... (laughs) That is so funny when you see those. Well, the hole's always lower down than you might think. Um, But the... You end up in a weird situation when it comes to, like, crosshair lineups of, like... (laughs) I'm trying to understand your joke there. I feel like I missed something. (laughs) No, we're just gonna let that one sit for a while. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, let us know in the Discord if you got a guess this joke. I don't, I don't, but like, we're, yeah, we're neither do I. Yeah. yeah. Um, do I yeah, keep going or? Yeah, you you can keep going. Oh, okay. It, it's like it's a lot simpler when there's a very distinguishable aspect of your UI lineup that is very easily markable on another geometry thing instead of stand here and like especially the ones that make you like look down at the ground and be like you want to line up with this thing on the ground oh i it's fucking like, hate fuck, that that's shit obnoxious. yeah mm-hmm. it's like yo like i just want to be like in a corner yeah like, like like I run can't... into this corner and then yeah. look at <laughs> oh chase's mic just hard cut out i missed half of what he just said oh i just said run into a corner and then look at this thing oh yeah like that's great. But then, yeah, like, a bunch of, like, my own Cypher one-way lineups that I find end up being not that. That it's like, I should just watch a video on how to do this. Yeah, but the and videos are, gonna be, are going to more be like, okay, look at the ground, go over to when this When Mercury's in retrograde, like, yeah. turn around three <laughs> times and jump while throwing your cage towards the uh, pixel that is... 10 meters up from the wall. No, yeah. I have my own, like, I have my own one-way cages for Ascent that I labbed out on my own. And they fucking suck compared to <laughs> the other ones that people have done yeah. in terms of how you get this cage to that one-way spot. Yeah, little little um, sidebar, Cypher is so annoying to play against now that he's good. I, I, I kind of I find that I get way less value on Cypher now that he's good. 
it, oh, it, it's a two-way street. It. Yeah. Like, it, it used to be that I could pop my one-way cage. Or maybe not even pop my one-way cage. I just pop a cage on the choke. And people just be like, bunga bunga, I'm going in. Uh, mm-hmm. Go in. And I just get free kills. Yeah. And now, if I if there is if I fucking open my goddamn cam when they're in B main, they're like, nope, I'm fucking out of here. Run <laughs> other side. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. Like, like fuck no. Push into my shit. What I should start doing is I should start having setups that don't require my cam. Put my cam on the other fucking site mm-hmm. and just toggle my cam all the fucking time on the other <laughs> site so that somebody else. Oh, Cypher's here. Like, God, oh, yeah. Fuck, Cypher's here. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Um, God, I, okay, I hate the amount of respect that people are now giving Cypher, and I hate the fact that people now know how to break my shit, because they know where it is. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, I know how to break my shit, because I know where I put it, right? Like, like we were talking about in Premiere earlier, I was like, yo, whoever's playing A at the start of the round, just shoot right here. It's where the fucking cam's gone, right? Or, yeah. like, oftentimes, as we push... In and we take control over a site, I'll just fire a, cu- uh, a few quick Vandal bullets at where I know Cypher retake cams are. Um, and I'll just fire a few quick bullets there. And there's a lot of times that I'll see the little cam get broken or whatever on your screen. And I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. fuck you. I know where that is. Because I use the same fucking thing. Um, but it's annoying that other people now know how to do that. Like, I've played a game where um, the Sova on their team, just at the start of round, would use both his shock darts to just break my shit. And it was annoying. And he can do it from spawn for free. Mm -hmm. And then if I put shit up after the round, you can hear it and therefore know exactly where it is. And yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it is a two-way street. Definitely, definitely. And and I can kind of feel that uh, from playing Yoru as well, that back when Yoru was objectively a pretty terrible agent, there's a lot more dumb stuff I could get away with just because he wasn't being used as much. Oh, yeah, like the, like the time when you TP'd into Spawn Lotus and then the guy was just watching you. Yeah, that was crazy because I had done that many times uh, since I discovered it and never had anyone follow my tp in fact people just i just rarely have people follow my tps in general uh so i was i was very that was very much a hats off to you moment when that happened i'm so surprised people don't just break yoru's tps when they see him come through well i mean it gives free info especially the gig in that case when i'm sending it out from the defensive side now i know someone's there it depends on how like yeah, where yeah, you okay. see it right right it's like okay it's one thing if like okay Let's say, for example, uh, I'm going to use split B site. You know those boxes right after the choke? Yeah. As, like, you exit garage onto site. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people stand up. If I'm ratting on top of those high boxes and I see a Yoru TP go to back site, like, no, I'm not going to break that. But if I'm playing back site and I see a Yoru TP there, I'm not going to be like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to let him... TP oh, yeah, over yeah, here. 100% you should break that. Like, no, yeah. I'm fucking breaking that shit. Yeah, yeah, I fully like, agree in that scenario. Were, yeah, like, there are multiple times that, like, um, you know, like, I'm just... I'm playing Market, and I see a Yoru TP go through on Sunset. And I'm like, I'm fucking breaking that shit. 
I don't want to deal with the potential conundrum of oh, there is a T or there is a Yoru orb in our spawn. Did he fake it? Did he actually go through with it? Yeah, and, like, in that scenario like, where the orb is going to yeah. spawn, then obviously it's a good idea to break mm-hmm. it. Like you're not gonna sure, get a like, disagreement. You're in like two V ones, right? Mm-hmm. When I see like oh like Spike is down, Yoru is in a one V two. We're in a two V one retake against him. If I see a Yoru orb, regardless of where the fuck it is, I'm breaking that shit. Cause I don't want my teammate to fucking flip around and have to look at that shit either. Now, as Hunter found out when we were testing just dry runs on B-Site earlier today. Yeah, one I don't buy Yoru mm-hmm. TPs. Yeah, I was playing Yoru and Cass was playing Cypher and we were both practicing our setups against each other. Yeah. If, if, if you hit a Yoru TP and it goes to behind me, if you actually stuck that TP without like a flash or anything, good for you. That kills all yours. You're shooting me right in the back. My crosshair is not moving a fucking inch. Yeah. As evidenced by the fact that like other Yorus don't do that. Like, you don't have the balls to do that. And if you do have the balls... Yeah, you're gonna to do, do it, it with other utility. Yeah, like, if you have the balls to just dry TP right behind me, like, good for you, that kill is yours, you've earned it. Yeah, yeah. but that that's the problem with, uh, you know, shooting the Yoru TP sometimes, is that if you're in the right scenario w- where you're not seeing that TP being broken, Cass, mm-hmm. um... It's because the person who saw that TP thought, I can fucking kill that person. And if you know exactly where it is, you're going to have a higher likelihood of killing them. And a lot of Yorus, at least at our level, are not good enough to like, do it with the proper utility combo so that it doesn't matter. But like Yoru coming out of that TP, they're often going to try, just like based on how Yorus work, they're going to try to, like, you know, get one over on you and, and take that TP. And so if you if you spot a TP in a place where you think, oh, this Yoru doesn't know that I've spotted it, a lot of times people think, okay, well, I'm just going to stay here. They're going to take the TP, and they often do. Yeah. And unlike it being an Omen ult, Omen ults I can't win. <laughs> but... Like, your TPs, they're free as fuck. Yeah. yeah. I don't know the exact timing for Omen Alt. It, it's only awkward, yeah. I, again, I just break the Omen Alt. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I break if I see it. Mm-hmm. But, was, like, yeah, your TP, you're like, well, I, I win this. Yeah, there, there was one funny situation in one of the Premier Games era that happened, is uh, I was... Uh, I got a kill with an aunt. I saw the the Yoru TP um, like going down while I was cycling the bolt. And I'm just like, nope, and just threw a cage to right where he was and popped it. And I'm like, I'm giving up sight. That's yours, motherfucker. Take it. Mm, <laughs> I was just like, I, I am not risking with an op getting that timing right. With like a Vandal or a Phantom or something, I'll be like, yeah, sure, go ahead, stick it, you know? It's like, I have faith that even if I, like, fire a split second too early, like, the remainder of my bullets will still be accurate enough that I get this kill before you can equip your gun. Um, 
yeah, I don't know, up in my hands, and I'm like, nope! Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing a cage, and, like, because this cage spawned all around him, right, um, I knew that he either stayed inside the cage or canceled his ult. Turns out he canceled his ult when he saw me. Um, but I was just like, oh, well, like, I would have heard you had you stuck it and moved out. Which I thought was an interesting interaction. But yeah. yeah. Omen also weird. I mean, this... We are so far removed from my initial skin topics mm-hmm. that I didn't even get to fully say what I wanted on the short topic of the uh, of the new skins. <laughs> short. But... <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean... Uh, one, I, I really kind of just wanted to say that I, I liked the, uh, the... the skins. Mm-hmm. I think they're cool as well. And also, it is, it is Araxis at home. Yeah, but I think this kill sound is immaculate. It's Araxis at home, but like also what we have at home is fucking kind of nice, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. I said kill sound. The, I meant just a shooting sound. It's very basic. Like the cool. the sound is nice. Like I really like how minimal the scale, like animations are. Like yeah. on Araxis, it's the entire gun that kind of goes like, woof, you know, and like the yeah. scale like flicker like that and this one it's it's like minimalist but there's like a few scales on the vandal and i think the ghost is kind of sick too um i don't know i like it but it's the same movement that the araxis does i i haven't got the chance to try one i tried to send hunter towards top mid on sunset to go pick one up for me during the game i wasn't um, able to get there in time i was going right for able it. to get there in time yeah, yeah. So I haven't gotten to test one out, but people pointed out that uh, in the preview for the gun, mm-hmm. um, whoever the fuck was conducting said preview had crispy as fuck aim. Yeah. And oh, after the- I saw that, I went back and I watched the preview and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what the fuck hit shots. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because Kuranami was, was the... I, I'm pretty sure this skin is the first one where, you know, what they always do with guns with finishers is they have the per- they show the person killing five players. Um, and I think this is the first time ever that instead of just all five being, like, lined up in spawn, they're now in different places throughout the map such that the person actually has to go swing the stationary bots to kill them <laughs> on the map. And, yeah, he was very crisp with it. Mm-hmm. And people have gone through and gone, like, frame by frame, but, like, no, like, this is actually, like, a human aiming. Like, the... I mean, there's no way they would make a bot just to to show off the skin, I don't think. I I guarantee you, like, Riot has aimbot. No, I'm sure they do, but, like, there just would be no point to, uh, you know, employ it there. Like, surely it's better to, you know, just have a, a person do it. Yeah. Um, how many takes it took? I don't know. Yeah, but the rain like, was Christmas fuck. Yeah, who are they? Uh, who are they enlisting to do these teasers? Is it a pro or is it like some no, rando people, at Riot? People thought it was a certain pro based on the aiming style, and added that pro on Twitter. Um, and he was Next. like, "Nah, it wasn't me." <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, so he's like, "Nope, that wasn't me." Uh, but yeah, the um. I don't know, totally tangential, but it's, like, one of my biggest pet peeves about, like, 
uh, Sony and Microsoft, which is like, let me buy the PS5 as an emulator. I know you have it. Fucking sell that shit to me. Oh, that you can just run it on your computer? Yeah. Yeah. We just buy that shit. Like, I know you fucking have it. Mm-hmm. Like, you do all your E3 demos on it. You don't actually have your next-gen console before you actually release that console. You have an emulator. Let me well, buy sure. the fucking emulator. Yeah, um, but can, your PC is not as strong as a, like, Xbox Series X. My PC isn't. <laughs> so why do you want an emulator on something that is a weaker machine? Because if I had a PC that could, I would want that. Oh, man. Right? Like, let's say I had a $5,000 PC sitting under my feet right now. Yeah, so what you're saying is you're going to spend $5,000 on something... So that you don't have to spend $800 on something. No, no. I already spent the $5,000. <laughs> right? Now, instead of having a separate box that sits on my desk that is a PS5, mm-hmm. let me just pay you to fucking put that shit on my $5,000 computer. And now it's a $5,500 computer. No, yes. I understand that a lot of people have $5,000 computers. But from my perspective, if I have a computer. Then I can also have a $800 gaming station, which I also don't own because I don't give a shit. But (laughs) that's less than the $5,000. Well, I mean, you also don't be able to run everything just on multiple machines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I like. I mean, granted, my PS4 is a glorified fucking streaming device at this point. Might as well be a fucking Roku. Yeah, we watched Mm -hmm. Arcane on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't do shit on that thing besides watch Netflix and Disney and fucking yeah. Amazon yeah. Prime yeah. video or whatever. Like, yeah, where we learned YouTube. that your mom apparently has a similar sleep schedule to me. <laughs> <laughs> we had to wait for Cass's mom to get off the the uh, Netflix. The Netflix. Oh god, yeah. it was like it was like midnight here. Yeah, which means it's like three a.m. in the morning for my mm-hmm. mom, and my mom and my sister were both on Netflix. Yeah, we were just like, what the, just heck? Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's midnight. How are there two motherfuckers already on this? Um. Also, Arcane, yeah. the next season. Like, I looked this up a while ago, so I don't know if there's been any updates. But it was supposed to come out like, uh, like late fall, twenty twenty four. Oh. Okay, yeah, I saw there's like some teaser for it or something. Yeah, the teasers have been released. Hold on, let me mute this. Right, I haven't right, seen right, the teaser, right, but like, um, like it that seems so far away to be. Like when when I when we looked at it, it had been like, you know, a year, yeah, November, maybe a year and a half, two from when Arcane was released. I can't really remember when mm-hmm. it was released, but then it was like gonna be another year until the second season came out. I'm like, this yeah. is a fucking three year break. It's November 2024. Yeah. I wonder if the Hollywood writers' strike had a big impact in that. But even then, that's still a lot of time. No, like, okay, don't get me wrong. I hate the downtime between seasons of shows and stuff that I really care about and want to watch. But I will take that over the clusterfuck that was Game of Thrones any day oh, of the yeah. week. Oh, yeah. I will take that fucking break. And know that the product you're going to put out 
is going to be the best product that, within reason, you can put out. Yeah, like I'd get, rather you take three yeah. years and give me a good product over. Ah, oh, shit! We need to get this out for next November, and then just like do something. Yeah, that you know? ties into something that I really liked about Arcane as well, which is that it did a great job of being a actually you know complete story arc. That it didn't it didn't feel like any a real cliffhanger at the end of it. It felt like it really nicely tied up everyone's storylines, but not like, oh, well, there's no point in making another one because there's clearly more stuff to cover and there's clearly set up for future events. And I feel like very few shows nail that balance as well as Arcane did. Um, And as such, I don't feel like, oh, man, I I really need to see what happens next. It's like, I'm excited for the next season. But, you know, even if season two sucks, it's not going to take away from, you know, season one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know, I there are, there are like, shows like that, like Westworld. Uh, Westworld, Altered Carbon, season two sucked. I I, okay. I really need to see Altered Carbon because the first it, I mean, like Altered very... Carbon is fucking incredible. Because like, Altered the thing Carbon is, is season two as... was yeah, go ahead. Yeah, season two is not that bad. It's like pretty good, but season yeah. one was so good that like they just did not even close to live up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that Altered Carbon is cited as one of the main influences for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Yeah, the the first season of Altered Carbon is holy fuck good. Yeah, it it is really, like, one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I've seen it, like, it is one of the only shows where I've seen a season, like, many times. I think I've only ever seen it twice. But... I've seen it at least three. Mm. I rewatched it right the week before season two dropped. So it'd be fresh in my mind. And then I've seen season two twice as well. But um, I think that season two tried to do something that is... Okay, the way that I see it is, like, everything's trying to be the next Game of Thrones. Just being your, your household name... TV show that everybody fucking watches. Yeah. Right? Like, back when Game of Thrones, like, when season five came out and, like, we're waiting on season six, or maybe even before that, right? The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, like, yeah, like, I could be things like that, right? Yeah, but, like, Game of Thrones specifically, with, like, the more. Eh, it's more. But I think The Walking Dead was the same. Yeah, I guess. I was thinking more like fantasy setting. Like, I think everybody's trying to be the next fantasy setting. But, um, like, I could go up to anybody's house. Like, literally anybody. And, like, they would, like, you could have, like, a conversation about it. Like, and now, admittedly, I know a bunch of the fucking lore. Uh, I've read books one through four. Um, I've read some of, uh, well, they're making the new TV show on it right now, which I kind of lost a little bit of interest in. Uh, but on, like, the history of um, Essos. And I'm forgetting all the terms because it's been so long. But, like, I like I know a bunch of the lore for it and whatnot, which is more than, sure, your average viewer. But the average viewer knew what was going on in the show and had a vested interest in it. And that average viewer was fucking everybody. And so I think that's something that, like, Altered Carbon kind of tried to go for with season two was like, 
expand it into this, oh my god, like, they're going to be, like, we have the potential to keep this running. And they kind of set things up for that. And I feel like that's a, it's a fault that a bunch of things run into, which is, like, we need to lay the groundwork for the future, but then you don't get enough interest in that season to justify continuing onwards with it. Well, the because, problem was mm-hmm. they, they laid the groundwork in the first season so that they could do what they did in the second season. It's just that, one, their casting was not as good, and yep. the writing was not as good in the second season. So it was like they, they had laid the groundwork for this to be an infinitely running show, and then they just faltered on the second season, and it didn't work as well, and then, you know, they were canceled. Mm-hmm. And so they had this, like, premise that was so good to last for so long, but didn't see anything because they fucked up on season two. It's also interesting yeah. that, you know, it's one of many uh, Netflix shows that has sh- shows some potential and then gets canned really early and is, you know, possibly part of the prop part of Netflix's struggles these days that, you know, what if they gave it a season three, maybe they would have started to turn things around a little bit. Yeah, very possible. And there are shows yeah. that do that. Like um, Dexter comes to mind uh, as a show that people say, okay, yeah, season one is really good. Season like two is not very good. And then like season three picks it up and is very good again. Um, I haven't actually seen season three of Dexter. I think I stopped in season two. So, but I, I I've heard that from other people and there are like older shows that people say that about all the time. Like, Oh yeah, you know, season one's great. And then season four and seven are amazing, but you don't unfortunately get to see that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also think of BoJack Horseman, where uh, the first half of the first season is pretty god awful, but they, you know, Netflix held the line and it ended up being a great show. BoJack's great. Yeah. Holy shit! What kind of podcast are we running? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're really going off in the weeds. Okay. Getting back to some Valorant stuff here. Um, now, on the latest Pod Chat episode. A bunch of the guys, uh, there was like, kind of like a pseudo-interview with Leo Farina, who's like the esports manager. At least the person who is the face of their esports. Oh my manager. god! I'm just realizing um, now. Sorry, I just have to interrupt because this is such a, a screw-up. I, I totally <laughs> forgot that we were supposed to have Blade on the podcast this week to talk about the start of the new Valorant esports. Oh no, I remembered that early, and then I was like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> oh, I mean, he normally is available at a moment's notice. We could, totally could have just DM'd him. Yeah, this, this was just such oh, like a last-minute thing that I that we completely forgot, but... Oh, that sucks. I We will oh, we will make this up to Blake, God. sure. Well, I, I mean, we, we can do it next week, and, you know, weeks. by the time people still hear about it, some games will have happened, but, mm-hmm. like, it still would be a good way to introduce things, probably. Okay, but I, I, I'm assuming Chase has listened to that. I have not, unfortunately. Yeah, Yeah. I'm about halfway through. Okay, but you've gone through the majority of the interview or whatever? Uh, I mean, I've heard about, like, the skin lines, which is my second skin point, which that that I was going to talk about briefly, but is not really that important. Um, Yeah. And then a bit about, like, the the schedule and, like, you know, viewership numbers and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, So basically, I thought it was really interesting that he tried to answer a lot of things by not answering them. And it's, like, obvious that, like, he can't 
actually say some things because it's not necessarily like endorsed by Riot. And therefore he's like, ah, oh, I can't actually and he just outright comes out and says that sometimes, like, yeah, I can't talk about that. Um I haven't but, gotten to a lot of those, I think, like as many as that you're saying. Because I mm-hmm. feel like he does give a lot of information that I was surprised that he gave. No, yeah, he, he does do that as well. I'm not saying it was like like, oh my god, he's dodging everything. Um like he did answer answer a bunch of things and uh, I'm not going to cover too many or too much of it, so I would recommend just going and checking that out if you're actually interested in it. Um, yeah, because you know the, our listeners, you know, they might not have heard of Platt yeah. Chat. <laughs> yes, but, yeah, um, known as Platt Chat. Um, but yeah, just like if you haven't heard it, I actually thought it was quite like quite interesting. Like, go, go check it out. Uh, but he does answer like a lot of questions, and I think mm-hmm. that the questions that were being asked, they were not holding back. Oh no, they like, were not holding back at all. They were like, "Now, what do you think about fucking EG? Now, EG's gonna fucking suck this year, right?" Yeah. And and he's he's got to be like, "Oh, I mean, EG is a partnership team, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we think that they're doing all that they can to support themselves." And like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and Bow in particular was fucking ruthless. Um. But the one of the main things that I want to get to is he tries to he, he tries to explain away some of like perhaps the the shortcomings that that exist and like lists a bunch of like caveats to why things can't be the way people see it through rose tinted lenses and whatnot, right? Um, and one of the big things that they brought up was the the whole tier two slash tier three scene, um, and like the way game changers operates and whatnot. And I get it that that's not ever going to be as popular of a medium as the partnered tier one teams, right? But even then, like. Even within Tier 1, there's still a bunch of games, like, if fucking, uh, what is it, like, MIBR Furia have a match. Like, sure, if I'm available, and I'm doing dick all anyway, it might be up on my second monitor. But it's not going up on the main monitor, and it sure is fucking going up on the TV in the living room. Yeah, but, like, a um, Sen 100 Thieves game is going up on the TV, and we're all, like, watching Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. right? And so, like, so I see something there, but then, like, that doesn't... Because it's a different league, I feel like there's... Like, I can have my Tier 1 team that I'm like, yeah, this is a team I like, I want them to do well, I want them to win, I want to, whenever possible, watch their games. But I feel like I could, like, I, I can still fuck with, like, the Tier 2 scene, and be like, yo... Like, I really like, uh, let's take M80, for example. Right? You want to see them do well, right. and so it's then like, you yeah, also like, follow them. Right, it's like, yo, I think M80 is fucking good. I want to see them make it into partner, like, to be a partner team next year, like, in Tier 1. Like, I want to watch those games. And I, I've noticed it in particular lately, like, I'll be at work, kind of just in my own time, or, well, own time is a relative term, but, like, I'm not exactly doing anything else, and I'm sitting there at the computer and be like, fuck, what Valve game's on right now? And I'll jump on, and there's fucking nothing. Like, literally fucking nothing. It's like, why... It is the off-season, Cass. Huh? It's the off-season. Yeah, okay, but this off-season's been going on since, what, fucking August? 
It's a and, long off season. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that, it. And yeah, he's like, I, I don't think Leo addressed it in the podcast. He's addressed it on Twitter before and has discussed how they're debating changing that. Um, so that the off season is a bit shorter. However, they're running into complications by nature of, um, League of Legends being Riot's primary esport. Um, and I, I don't watch League. I can't understand League. If you do, holy fuck, your brain works in a different way. Um, but yeah, at any rate, I get it. They're trying to share the same venues. Things can't overlap between the two because they're using the same production team for both of them for a lot of different things. Um, I get that. There is no reason in my head that you could not be running challengers right now. The teams are there, right? Like, the the teams that are in it have been, or have known that they're going to be in it, or at least that they're vested in it, right? Like, they very recently ran the uh, the first open qualifier, right? Yeah, they could have just started that way earlier, is they what you start, Yeah, they could have started that way earlier. Anybody who was going to do that knew that they that they were going to do that. Anybody who was going to compete in the open qualifier 2 knows that they are going to compete in open qualifier 2. You could be running that right now. The yeah. same thing with like and then like once like those open qualifiers finish, right? Then you can get on to the actual challengers league and like as we've talked about before, you're not really splitting viewership, right? Like, it's not like, oh, we need to have Tier 2 run at, like, a different time from Tier 1 because otherwise Tier 2 is not going to get any any views on it or anything like that. It's like, the people who are going to watch Tier 2 are going to watch Tier 2. And the people who are only vested in Tier 1 are only ever going to watch Tier 1. Yeah, I mean, I think Leo's point was that it the numbers don't support Tier 2 being anything else. Like, there's just not enough people that actually watch Tier 2. As, as much as we're saying, oh, you can start rooting for somebody, like, you might, the, the numbers for, like, the actual playoffs or, you know, the Ascension game might, might uh, peak or spike mm-hmm. during that because it's, like, an actual event that has stakes. Yeah. But... People don't give a fuck about normal tier two matches. Like I didn't watch a single open qualifier match, even if they were streamed. I don't even know if they were streamed. I'm, were I'm assuming like final sixteen were or something. You uh, know? Top thirty two and individual players were streaming prior to that. Yeah, but like that, I, I'm somebody who is, I think on on average more inclined to watch professional Valorant, and oh, I didn't watch a single game. All I'm saying is I got a lot of fucking free time at work. Yeah, you have a specific job where you don't do. actually work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lot of people have those jobs, yeah. Cass. I'm not saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're you know special for having that. A lot of people work remote, which means they can fucking play Valorant during the time <laughs> that they're people yeah. we know. You know, um, <laughs> but but there's like you know. I feel there's a cutoff of of people who are going to watch that and people who are going to watch, you know, the actual tier 1 league where there's mm-hmm. uh, an organization that's there for, you know, an indefinite amount of time 
and they, they can develop a fan base and you can watch their games and root for them. Like that makes a lot more sense and is going to get a lot more viewers than a tier two mm-hmm. game where, you know, it could be anybody playing anybody who knows, like who really cares. It's this is even before the season starts in challengers, right? This is to get into challengers. Yeah. But like, I, I remember watching like breakthrough go on the run last year and was just like, ah, I fucking like this team. Like they seem cool. Um, or like Turtle Troop, right? With like Turtle Troop trying to qualify, uh, or they were Squirtle Squad back right, then, right. Yeah. which is yeah. a dope name. Uh, and then people are trying to say that, like, because yeah, when they entered the official challengers thing, they couldn't use uh, an Nintendo copyright. Yeah, yeah. And people are saying they should be Squirt Squad, which would have just been fucking hilarious. Yeah. But um, at any rate. Like, I remember watching those games, and it was cool to see that, like, they're, they're run through the open qualifier to make it into Challengers, and then it's like, yeah, that was cool to see. And, like, Breakthrough happened to do really well. Turtle Troop kind of maybe didn't. didn't do the best. But, like, like it's there. I, I, I feel like the content should always be there, such that if you choose, you can turn it or tune it. Well, it, it, it is. It's just whether, like, they put the, like, monetary investment into that. Did Breakthrough right? become because... moist? Yes. Okay, that's, that's what I thought. Yes, mostly. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I just was trying to make sure I had that straight. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yes, but then, but then mostly, like, what, MXS or whatever is uh, two of them and three of the Shopify players, right? Well, yeah, I meant like moist when moist became oh, the other way around. The okay, yeah. See, I'm I'm actually I'm excited to watch MXS because I, I want them to do well, and yeah, it seems like you know from fucking Mickey Mouse preseason tournaments that they're you know, pretty decent. So uh, there there are like of course storylines, and that's developed by I mean a lot of these you know big streamer names like Ludwig or mm-hmm. Moist like getting into the scene. Um Yeah, I I I just I I understand what he was saying is that it like the actual money is not there for it. And I don't think it needs a lot of money. Like just have the timings be different. Yeah, and I I I definitely like, agree the, with the timing. They need a shorter off season. Like, like the, the monetary investment is is fine, right? I have no problem with the production quality or whatever. And like, yeah, like not to necessarily dog on their um their commentators or like observers oh, or whatever. The fucking like, challengers commentators the worst. They're so bad. Yeah, like, really. It, it's not great, but you know what? That's how you get to being a good commentator in the first place. Yeah, no, you you need a stepping stool right. to like get to yeah. the. Uh, which makes sense anybody who is a tier one commentator now did tier two at some point in their fucking life yeah you're if you're a tier two commentator you know you're watching tier two games you're also going to get tier two commentation yeah um but again that's how you find the people who are actually good at commentating games um like that that's how like you need a stepping stone to get there and that's what that's going to be for commentators for observers uh, and like that is, you know, like yeah, you're you're gonna deal with some people that are not the best at it, and like that's just how it is. But like, have the and I feel like again, the monetary investment is fine. I just want 
to see more of it, right? Like, it 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 doesn't really make any sense that they're running in semi-overlapped time frames. Um, yeah, and, like, and, you would well, maybe yeah. get more viewership. I, I guess that's a trade-off there of... Do people get more excited about Tier 1 happening, that they get into the habit and then start watching more Tier 2? Or are they bored enough during the off-season that there's no Tier 1, so they will watch Tier 2? Yeah, I think that's an interesting balance. Perhaps. Mm -hmm. But, okay, one one of the other things that I wanted to get into here is, like, they were talking about the the fact that, uh, like, South America and, like, Brazil being grouped into NA is dramatically weakened by the fact that um, all the Tier 1 teams are now based out of Los Angeles. In I mean, they've been talking America. for a long time about how terrible that is for everybody that's not an NA yeah. team. Right. right? Like, they yeah. spend eight months or whatever away from home. Mm-hmm. Like, that is brutal. And out... Outside of that, right? Like, if you're a Tier 1 competitor in whatever it may be, uh, like, even, like, real sports, I guess, like, however you want to view that, right? It's like... If Are you're you trying to say Valorant isn't a real sport? Yeah. It's like, it, like it, if you're in the NHL, right, and I get drafted by Winnipeg... You're moving to Winnipeg. Edmonton? I'm gonna fucking move to Edmonton. Shit. Yeah. That's how she goes. Mm-hmm. No, oh, like, oh, you you didn't actually make it, so you got to go play in Russia for a couple of years. You're moving to Russia for a couple yeah. of years. Like and that's just like, that's how that works. Yeah, in, and, in other sports, and I think that that's okay to happen in esports as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a, I think it's on a little bit of a different scale because you're not being paid enough to justify that. Although yeah. I guess playing in like the playing European in, leagues or the yeah. Russian leagues is is not also enough to to justify that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, this is, it, it's, it's far, and it's not even the entire year. It's not like you can commit in the sport to being there for a while. Yeah. But I, I wasn't even talking about that. I'm talking about how, um, like, the Brazilian Tier 2 scene and the South America Tier 2 scene, like, they, like, and, and this was brought up well, the on the scrim thing on Poxide, is, like, they can't get good scrims. Yeah, because Cause all the tier all one the players are in NA. Yeah, they're in LA. Mm-hmm. And like, now this is something I'm not necessarily expecting either of you to have listened to, but um, Wyatt, one of the pot track guys, did an interview with uh, Rob Moore. Who's oh, interesting. The CEO of- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and. They get into a bunch of stuff like that, like mainly related to like him or Wyatt kind of asking Rob, like, hey, what's what's really the difference between this year coming up versus the last year? Uh, and Rob was talking about the fact that like, well, we or we being Sentinels, like Sentinels were able to scrim um, and trial the players that they wanted to potentially add to their roster while champions was going on, right? Like, after they were eliminated from champions, they were able to try trial players and scrim against teams that were in champions who are the best in the world and need scrim practice but don't want to scrim their potential opponents. Um, 
And so he's like, we're like, they were able to do that and trial players and test who they wanted to add and, and things like that. Whereas like any, and like any of the teams from the North American region who are looking to ascend into the tier one scene from tier two are going to have the opportunity to scrim any team in tier one from the Americas region. Yeah, if they're good enough, they have the connections. Yeah, but like it's it's a small closed. Loop yeah, it's it's small them, enough right? that they're they're there. But yeah. if you're in Brazil or Latam, mm-hmm. really, you know, anywhere in South America as well, um, like that's there's just not the competition there. You can't scrim anybody because everybody's in fucking LA. Mm-hmm. And like maybe yeah. you like you haven't really scrimmed until good... you've scrimmed in LA. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what's been holding us back as a premier team. We need to go to LA together and, you know, scrim Sentinels and some other people. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, one of my favorite things on on the Plat Chat episode, uh, one that I've listened to so far, uh, was the question about Premier itself, of like, what the fuck is the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, a good, that was a good segment. Which didn't get an answer. Yeah, it was it was like a, oh we're working on it. It'll maybe be different in the future, um, because you know they're they're talking about Premier being this path to pro in game, right? And there is a somewhat plan to like get into the open qual or like the qualifiers or the challenger circuit with Premier. Um, but the question was, why the fuck would I do the whole Premier season when I can sign up for the open qualifier? Yeah, it's it, it's interesting because like I I was trying to find information about like how to qualify for challengers and like the first result on Google said you need to win contender league and premier to qualify for challengers, but they're just not doing that this season, right? Like that's still I know, don't know. Like, did that happen you know? last season? Is that no, happening not. this season? It yeah, which is happening this season, but I I like I don't know exactly. But also, the first that. open qual is over with. Yeah, and, like, there like there's no way like, it's happening at all. Yeah, there's, there's the winners of goals. like the challenge of like the challengers, like, not challengers, whatever the contender um, division in, in Premier. Um, they're all supposed to like play each other in some sort of tournament, which then qualifies them for challengers. Do they get a direct slot into challengers if they win that? That would make the most sense. And then they're actually a part of the whole challengers season. Um, but still, if like, why would I go through all of this? at all, when I can just immediately test myself against the best teams by signing up. Well, I assume they're going to eventually do away with open qualifiers and have everyone go through Premier. I think I think that's the idea. But then you couldn't have a BO1 be the answer to that. Like, yeah. Like, a, a season and then, like, a, a BO1 tournament? Like, that like that doesn't make sense either. Like, maybe well, the for open, the initial oh, rounds. The open quals were BO1 for a while until they got to... Like top thirty-two, right? I mean, I think that it it's like at this point they're they have a you know a, a foot in each side, <clears throat> but they need to commit. Yeah, they need. Then, I think they need to commit to Premier if that's what they want to do eventually, and say you qualify through Premier and the top, you know, all of these teams, the top four, maybe the top two of each region or whatever then get qualified for a tournament which is then the open qual yeah they, they also talk or like one of the things that like i think i want to say this ball that brought this up but it's like there is a ranked requirement 
to be in in challenge any of these leagues. Yeah, right. Which I believe is a more. Um, and at which point it's like, or like I I, I know Boaster a while fucking back. This is like after the first Reykjavik happened or whatever. Uh, when Boaster got really popular for his uh, personality. Um, and, uh, like, he was talking about this on stream, and it's just like, he's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't really play ranked. Like, he's like, I have to because I need to, like, stay in Immortal to, like, be part of the Tier 1 scene or whatever. Um, so he's like, I do it to that extent, but, like, he's like, I don't really take rank seriously or whatever. And it's like, well, if, if that's a requirement, right? And it's like... By nature, most of the people that are in the premier scene are probably also playing a lot of ranked. Um, but that's like a different ball game, you know? Like, it, CS, having been around for as long as it is, like, there are plenty of people who never touch the ranked circuit in CS and just play in, like, the face-it league. Or the... There's another league whose name I don't know the name of. Um... But uh, it's if there is this requirement that you must be a certain rank, it's like, what's the fucking point of Premier? Right? Like, what's to say your team is insanely well-coordinated and you guys make it through the Premier thing, right? It, it's not like if we do well in our current Premier season, we move up a division. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of, which we've talked about before. There should be promotion relegation between divisions in Premier. Yeah, I agree. Right? Like, if you win your final tournament... Maybe not relegation, because you could potentially, you know, throw to get to an easier division. But but Yeah, but the the rewards of winning aren't good enough to justify that. Why the fuck would you want to do that? I don't give a shit about a title. I don't, yeah, that, but it, well, the, the way you have to do it, the way you have to do the relegation, more than the sum of their parts. Yeah, like that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like if if your team is more than the sum of its parts, like can a team of platinums go against a team of bad immortals? I think potentially, yeah. And I, I do think as well that I hadn't thought about this for a while. But even if we just take the current open qual system and take Premier out of it, I'm not sure that I understand why the. Uh, rank requirement exists for challengers because if you've made it through the open quals like maybe you have a team where there's one person who's like a you know demon one 2.0 who's a, a cracked aimer and then you have like an igl who's uh finesse uh 2.0 but they are pretty terrible with their aim and as such they are not an immortal in game like I feel like if you've proved that you can win at that level I don't know I don't know that you should be like oh well you know, it clearly that person doesn't deserve to be in Challengers League just because they're not a very high ranked, uh, they don't have a very high rank in, in ranked. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd think that it's pretty easy to game too. Like, you could, if you're on the same team with that other person that's the Demon 1 2.0, um, you, you could just duo with them. You're going to make it to Immortal. Well, yeah. theoretically, but like, if you, if you think about someone who is truly you know, very much subpar with their aim. Like, they are... Like, it's then really it their would, strat it, calling. That it, is they might be more good. valuable as a coach. Well, yes, yes, Maybe. they might. But, like, I don't know Even that it's... Aside, 
like I don't know that it's bad for the Challengers League to have them in there. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. But if you're if you're good enough, even if you aimed on a fucking trackpad, like you could get by. If, no. No. If you're FNS 2.0, you're not getting to immortal. If you're FNS 2.0 with my aim, I feel like you could. Nah, I kind of think like he. I kind of think he could too. Well, no, because the, the big thing is, unless you exclusively queue in five stacks, I guess the thing that I wasn't considering is if you literally just queue every single day with your, you know, your challengers team. Like if you're duo queuing, even with a great duo, there are plenty of times when if you know calling and mid rounding is your strength, that you know, your ranked team will not pay attention to what you're saying. There'll be people without headphones on uh, in your games, and you're not going to be able to utilize yeah, that you're strength. You're going to lose some game. of those. You're going to lose some of those. You're going to lose a lot of those, yeah. You're going to win more than you lose if you're FNS 2.0. I don't think so. Well, I don't think in ranked... You, okay, do you think that FNS could go, like, iron to radiant without shooting their gun? No, I think absolutely not. Immortal without shooting his gun. Immortal. Oh my okay. god, yeah, you guys are high. Too fucking immortal without shooting his fucking gun. You you guys are incredibly high because like rank is so much more based on is so much more puggy okay. than no, like actual oh, okay, competition. Okay. I guess the literally not shooting your gun might be an issue at low ranks. Okay, but not, like, not even gone. not low ranks. I'm talking diamond to immortal. There's no way you get from diamond to immortal not shooting your gun as FNS. Everyone needs to contribute at that level. Like, no, I think at a certain point you could. At a certain point, you could mental diff the other team. Yeah, but, guys, okay, guys, I, I, why I does think, Pens okay, play no, no. Yoru in ranked even though he does? He's dead. He's not breaking that out all the time no, 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 okay, in his okay, pro look, games. Look, look. I, I like I, I I'm saying that like at a certain point not shooting your gun might be a little bit too much of a yeah, okay. restriction. Okay. However, yeah. like like you get a gun, whatever that gun is, right? You get a gun and you can figure out how to put yourself in the right scenario to use that gun and you go for timings, you go for like uh just like catching people off on rotation, understanding how to manipulate the enemy team like, what they're going for and versus how you can abuse that. Like, you get to a certain point where the the literal gun in your hand is dramatically less relevant. Well, there's, like, what, right? Dasnerth, right? Who's, yeah. Um, the shotgun the cipher. Sh- yeah, shotgun cipher. Right. Right, you're, like, how he good is He literally on a fucking controller. Yeah, he's, he's a controller. pretty good now. No, yeah, I'm sure. Mouse and keyboard. His aim's actually really good now. I'm sure. Well, but, like, like, he played on a controller with shotguns. And he made it to Radiant. Well, sure, sure, but that's that's also that's so not... that's about gameplay and and thought and not aim necessarily. Well, well, well sure, that's very different than not shooting your gun. He was he was yeah, getting killed. We're backtracking a little bit. Yeah, yeah, not shooting yeah. your gun is too much of a restriction. Yeah, right. Like, but, but I'm saying that like yeah. you can get there without aim. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We were just talking about how Boaster has to, you know, work to get to Immortal as, like, a chore. Work is is a strong term. I never said work. He just has to play ranked enough to 
to be in a more when, when he would rather be scrimming or like lobbing yeah. out lineups or whatever, right? Right, right, sure. But like I, odd reviewing, yeah, he'd I rather think... be doing that, and he thinks, oh, I, you know, I have to do play ranked so that I maintain my rank to be able to stay in this. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, maybe I think you guys are just vastly underestimating the difference between immortal slash ranked. Uh, so, sorry, immortal slash radiant ranked lobbies and actual competition. Like you need to contribute so much more as a fragger on average in you know ranked versus in pro that you uh, I, yeah yeah maybe yeah I don't also speaking of like the next uh, demon one two point I guess demon two demon two yeah it's car oh son of car son of car holy fuck that guy is insane and like. Okay, now I think Lee will make it through Open Qual 2. But if they don't, that dude is getting picked up. And even if they do, that dude might get picked up by a Tier 1 team. Like, holy fuck was that insane. Uh, from the from the first Open Qual I watched. As I said, I didn't watch a single game, and so yeah. I do not know. But, I mean, sounds impressive. That dude got back-to-back aces on Icebox to keep his team alive in OT. Back to not to back to back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. not back. You, you just said it wrong now, Cass. It, you, the way you said it before to me and Chase was correct. Back to back attack aces. Yeah. yeah. To right. keep his team alive. Um, disgusting. But yeah, that dude is insane. Uh, but yeah, back to uh, but yeah, back to just the whole like relegation aspect of it. Uh, just in Premier, is like, yeah, if you place in the top 50th, or like, let's call it the top 25 percentile in the regular season, and you keep your team together, you should just move up. And if you place in the bottom 25th percentile and you keep your team together, you move down a division. That's just how it should be. And you know what? If we enter a division and we get fucking rolled, you're so back down the next month. Yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, and like there's not enough stakes to premiere. To yeah, matter. and it's like obviously I want to fucking win, and I feel like anybody who's committed enough to premiere at this point wants to fucking win. Dude, I'm I think that this might be the first season that we don't make the tournament, and it's and we play every game. Like I feel like the people that don't make the tournament usually are people who like don't really play. Yeah. They they play a couple of games and their their team falls apart. Know, and they don't I, make the I feel like we still need two more wins and like yeah, but it's not looking good. But like, <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, we there, there are a couple factors at play. I think the, the single biggest one is I think we've had them a lot. We've not had our starting five for more than any previous. Oh season. yeah, we've had a I, lot like, of yeah. people. Yeah, not, not at there. all. Um, and then I think the second thing as well is that our uh, our star player Alex has not been playing a lot of Val, so he hasn't been carrying as hard. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a or been on the team, that. yeah. But that was your first point, right? Right, um, yeah. So points yeah. one and two together. Um, and but, the third point is that yeah. as we lose, we are matched against a like depending on you know how many teams are queuing worst teams and so then it should be easier and easier to get our win yeah yeah i mean today we were incredibly we close we should have gone 2 and 0 today yes yeah. yeah we we were one we lost one game 13 11 and one game 14 12 um yeah. with two subs um yeah and one of those subbing for our star player so i think all in all we put up a very respectable performance 
Like um, we we should have won both games today. Yeah, and like both of with, the subs, even with subs. Yeah, yeah. like and like um, I like Doobie Doobie was playing really well in in one of the games. Uh, gotta be honest, uh, given Tony's agent pick, that's more about how his utility is working for the team. And I'm playing Cypher, I'm working on the other side of the map on attack. I don't really know how that went, so I can't comment on that. But no, like, I mean, come on, we should have won game two. Hunter was uh, match, or, yeah, match MVP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was, was number so three. I was I number was three so on the skin scoreboard. Hard. And then it was the rest of the fucking other team, and then the rest. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Time. <laughs> I had a dog shit game two today. There is no arguing that. Game one actually did oh, like dude. decently well. And everyone was um, very even in, in game one, which I think is uh, impressive for our two subs as well. I, yeah. I, I thought everybody performed really well. So. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, I was I was not not hitting shots today. Like I, I we can get into that later, but there's almost like this dichotomy of like. And obviously, the best players in the world are able to have both at the same time. It's like when I'm hitting off shots, I'm generally not rifling super well. Mm-hmm. And when I'm feeling really good with a rifle, I'm probably going to be whiffing some off shots. And right now, on my off shots segment. Like, I'm hitting my shots with an off right now, and the rifling has been down lately. Um, oh, good. Which does play into what you were saying earlier about uh, switching to chamber. Because, obviously, chamber emphasizes the op skill more than cypher. Yeah, and it's like, well, I mean, like, yeah, as Chase pointed out, like, I've only been cha- playing chamber on um, on Lotus. Actually, I have one loss on chamber this act, and it's because I tested him out on Icebox. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't work. I don't like it. I played better than I have. Yeah, on you don't RPG like anyone on Icebox though, as also. Yeah, I just don't like anybody else on Icebox. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I want to do on Icebox. I don't like Icebox. Um, yeah, you, you could okay consider on... picking up the Sage, like I was saying. You might enjoy it. Uh, that's going to be a negative, Chief. <laughs> um, but the yeah, I don't know, like. Lotus right now is fucking broken if you're playing Chamber. There's so many free escapes. Yeah. And, like, if you're not playing Chamber on Lotus, you're kind of inting. I, I, I mean, yes. I, that's a classic Cass hot take right there. <laughs> like, you, you need to yeah, be good I mean, with Chamber. Like, it, it's a specific skill easy. set to it's be not, good with Chamber. No, no, I'm not saying, like, each individual person. I'm saying, like, as a team. Oh, no, I thought you had to have a five-stack chamber players. By, no, by no, no, no. Okay, but no. Saying, it, it, it's like not playing, like, I think it is getting close to not playing Viper on Breeze. And that is a No, that is insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, chamber is very good on Lotus because of the yeah. escapes. But the problem with those escapes uh, is that they take you out of the fight. Which, like, they, which they are means... very good escapes, but they are long get back to the fight escapes. Which means that you have to be hitting your shots, which I think is the big difference from Viper on Breeze. Viper on Breeze doesn't have to be killing anybody to be effective, whereas as Chamber, you still have to be performing well 
you know, not just missing. As I've said, I'll match MVP every game on Chamber on that. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about whether or not you need a Chamber to not him. Yeah, obviously, you've been doing great. Uh, It's great to have you on the team. Cool. Uh, it's a bit of an overstatement. Let's yeah. Let's run this back. I mean, we played we played multiple times on on Lotus, and you may have match MVP'd some of them, but definitely not all of them. Matches. Oh, hey, look! There's a chamber MVP. Uh, there's a chamber team MVP. Uh, where's the next chamber? Oh, chamber MVP. Um, we got dogged in that game. Oh my god, we lost three thirteen. On Lotus, still MVP that game, motherfucker. Uh, load more matches. <laughs> Where's the next chamber? Oh, okay, I know now. Chase got me. <laughs> How long ago was this? Holy fuck! And it can't be that long ago. The axe, not that. I know. <laughs> We've kind of just played a lot in the last two weeks, which is nice. Yeah. The why can't they see? Do, do, yeah, it's nice anyway. that we're we're all pretty close in rank at the moment. It's yeah. easy to just queue up together. Yeah. Okay, but you're going to beat me by two ACS. Hmm. Fucking not at my area. Could have gotten another kill. Yeah. Um but 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 yeah, if you can play chamber, like you should have a chamber on that map. It's so good. Fair. Oh, yeah. I Shoot, I was gonna say something on the night. I lost it. Mm. Oh Did yeah, I well, say that I'm tired. <laughs> fair, fair. I tired. I'm dead. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll say one thing. This is gonna be very quick. Um, which is that uh, I have failed uh, in the challenge that I, I set out for myself at the beginning of the year, which was to become a gecko main. Um, I have <laughs> I tried a little bit at the start of the act, and then I've just drifted further and further from it. That uh, yeah, I was talking to Chase about this, and it's that I have been enjoying Yoru so much because when I started remaining Yoru towards you know the fall late, like late fall of last year. Um, I was still sort of in a jet mentality since I'd been, I focused so much, uh, on, you know, learning how to play jet of, you know, taking a lot of raw aim duels and just being successful that way. And I've really gotten back into the mentality of, of a Yoru player and just cooking up some stuff like I used to, which feels amazing. And I'm remembering why I, you know, I played a whole act of Yoru. Uh, I also have been doing some things that I actually have never done before with Yoru in particular on sunset. There are a couple of, of these of flashing. Basically the idea is uh, you, I put my TP somewhere where then I'm flashing to partial blind myself where everyone, like almost everyone, unless they're just, you know, anticipating it and like right around a corner is going to get full blinded or be looking away from me as I'm TPing in. And then that really just sets me up better than anything else could. So, yeah. Uh, the Gecko Challenge is officially off. Maybe I'll pick him up some. <laughs> Maybe I'll play him occasionally. But, yeah, I've been loving the Yoru. Yeah, I mean, I like your Gecko. I mean, I think just Gecko is very good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to have a Gecko on the team. 
but yeah. I've always liked your Yoru, and whenever you go Thank off you. and you play Sky or Jet or whatever else, I'm like, mm, you know, I think he should be playing Yoru on this map, Spe- <laughs> specifically in, on certain like maps and in, in situations. But uh, I, I like your Yoru a lot, so I'm not sad about that either. Thank no, you, I, thank you. I feel like part of the problem that comes with your your gecko play is that I've been playing a lot of Cypher and Chase plays Brim. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you really want someone who can play a dive to be capitalizing off of your Oh your, yeah, the team synergy for us. Or three. sorry, not your, yeah. your 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 gecko, right? And so it's like it's like I know so many like gecko flash areas, right? That would be so fucking good for me to be able to abuse if I was playing Jet. And I just haven't been playing a ton of Jet lately. Um And like my like currently this act, my stats on Jet are quite good, and I'm still 0-4. So you know, you know like you know, some of those games, maybe there's nothing I could have done to win those. But some of those other games, clearly I'm not doing enough to win those games. Um, like, they're, like regardless of what my stat line is, like there's, there's no way that those four games that I played, I did not have a realistic chance of winning those. Um, so there's clearly something that I'm not doing right to fully capitalize on that. And that might just be the team play aspect of like uh, we're not working well in coordination together, being you know either the three of us or whatever random teammates are. Um, but I, like I, I do think there is a lot of potential on. I think Gecko is insanely strong right now, and you being willing to play Gecko, and me being able or me knowing what I want from a Gecko in a lot of scenarios to be able to convert off that. Because I feel like that's always kind of been the shortcoming of my jet play, is and it's why I really like Chamber, is like I'm kind of going to do my own thing and search for my own fights and try to win these fights on my term and then when I decide I want to go in, I'm just going to go in. And it has nothing to do with like the rest of what the team's doing. Well, okay, so you know Hunter, it's like you got out of a long relationship with Yoru, okay, or as as Yoru, right? And you know you didn't really know what to do with yourself. You know it was bad, it was toxic. Um, you know you you tried to work on yourself, and it just wasn't even even with the changes, it wasn't going very well. So you know you had to, you had to try to be something else for a little while. You you tried you tried different things. You tried this. You tried that. And you know it, it's coming back, and now you know what you want. <laughs> now, as as Cass was saying, you, you know you know who you are, you know what you want to do, and uh, and it's just successful. You know, you, you you had to try a bit of everything else to understand where you are now. Mm, that that's beautiful. Can't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I now know what I was missing, and thankfully, Yoru is willing to take me back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't tell in my own metaphor whether you were Yoru or whether you were dating the Yoru, but like... I think me dating the Yoru <laughs> is how I was taking it. Yeah. And Chase said I couldn't drink two double dark sours. I can't believe that you did that. Like, uh, I am fuck one wasted. 
off of this one. <laughs> Um, but also, like, I just finished this, like, you know, okay, maybe, like, half an hour ago. But that's still significantly into the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was kind of, it was hard to get through. It was delicious, but very hard to get through. Oh, no, that, that like, but that's always kind of been what the original Dark Sour was, too. Yeah, but I could have crushed two of the original Dark Sours for sure within two hours. Yeah, I mean, I think you could. I, I did start off with a color and shape, though. Mm. So I was already, like, an 8% beer in. Yeah, okay, okay. All right, well, Chase, you want to lead us out of here? Yeah, I mean, with all of these beers, we'll drink with you later.